remember when Ragnik was in charge and they'd asked the players post match, they couldn't explain what Gwen Zagalan. Now, you can't explain why you considered seven. I wonder why you were beaten. You can say they beat us to the ball, they were hungry, but why you let in seven? Because that's the actual question. It's not why did you get beat? Why did you let in seven? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't get beat. Everyone can get beat. Like, Donna three is possible. Four is a thrashing. But you let five, six, and seven go in. That's a question about you and how much you actually care about the game. I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. It's a new month, same old, not old, but the very same high quality Two Upfront coming to you in your speakers through your headphones. My name is Jay. What up, Chuck? What's up, Jay? What's up to the listeners, everybody? Let's get into it. Seven. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So Liverpool put the hurting on Manchester United. They put seven past Manchester United at Anfield. I don't even know where to go with this question, Chuck. I'll do like a post-match interview with a certain Pumlani. Your thoughts, sir? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh... It was was a crazy um, game to watch, um, considering the fact that I had said to you and uh, confidence as well. Those stars, I got some dad. Said to you what a week and a half ago. Yep. Can't wait to play Liverpool because they're weak, and I can see all the weaknesses and what, 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 what. And that came back to bite me. But I think uh, to to try uh, euphemize it and not make it so brash. Came there to and uh, came there at Anfield with our uh, peanuts swing boy, and those marbles got knocked right back up of us, and we became little boys on the pitch. Um, it what what going back to my initial comment, it was confusing. Is the fact that we were supposed to be the team in form. We were supposed to be the team that uh, has scored more than two goals at the very least since uh, post World Cup. We're supposed to be the ones who are in, in, on song and playing well. But the first 25 minutes was just Liverpool and Liverpool and Liverpool. And then eventually we got into the game. It became an even contest. 1-0, they score sharp. But what happened second half, that for me is confusing. Um, I don't know at the top of my head any team that's considered six in one half. Sambabo, Abo, Southampton, when they were beaten nine by us or Leicester. Maybe then, Angaz. But that was horrendous. Um, players just quit. They down tools. I mean, when you looked, looked at the time, timeline, I don't know if you were looking at Twitter. The score was already three. Players, people could see from the players' reaction with so to five or six. Like people already posting that, and you're not supposed to do that because you're supposed to then show up and make sure it doesn't get embarrassing. But if players just don't give a damn anymore, you can just see it, and it becomes embarrassing. So, I mean, look, Liverpool full value for their win, not for the seven point, seven goals. I think, in terms of beautiful goals that they put together, I'd give them three or four goals. Love minus Banigili because we're just giving up. I'm not taking anything away from Liverpool because they showed up on the day and they did their thing. But it's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. But I'll tell you one thing. Bent has got me up, boy. I don't feel as bad as I did on Sunday. So I'm good. I'm good. Well, well. 
<laughs> man, what a what a, what a delightful game to watch as 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 an as United fan, as, as someone hater. who despises Manchester United. I was enjoying that, and mind you, like I I came back to the game after halftime, and it was three. I was like, what is going on? And then I stayed on for the rest of the game. Um, and w- I didn't see the seventh goal because once the sixth goal was was scored, I was there looking for a clip with six in it. And just as I get the clip, I get I see a message on, on the WhatsApp group, something about seven. It's like, hold up. Let me go look at this real quick. It's like, okay, I need to change up from the clip with the six to the one with the seven because, man, these dudes were just like, come on right in. So Liverpool may not have been full value for the seven. You guys were though. Manchester United. What a performance! I mean, you know what? Um, Liverpool scored seven goals of eight shots on target. That isn't not something that is going to happen very often. I'm gonna put the banter aside. I'm gonna put on my cap as an analyst, as having watched the game and then rewatched it again. Following morning, one. The the first goal, I think not much can be done about that. You can question Fred um, and his positioning and what exactly are you doing, but it's a good take. Uh, it's a good pass, a good take from Gakpo, and it's a it's a good goal. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the mess. You have Shaw giving the ball away, and then when the ball and he he doesn't chase after it, it, it gets into the middle of the park in that number ten position, and then you have Casemiro who bumps into the player, and then he falls down, and then. With, with with the goal after that, the goal after that was sublime. Uh, Mo Salah, I, I I've never seen I've never seen Mo Salah play like that. Like even when he was getting your best in the world shouts, when he was dribbling, he still looked awkward and clumsy. And like you're doing this on a high, but this is not actually full on your ability. It's coming off, but it doesn't quite look right. But what he did to Lissandra, putting him in 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 in, in a into a tail spin and then having the presence of mind and the ability to execute the pass in the moment before Lissandra could could um recover and maybe try tackle him and then with the with, with the trip over the keeper that was a beautiful goal everything else though you have a deflection that ends up with Salah and then he's lashing it with his right foot you have Nunes scoring a header which I don't even think he knew where the ball went because when I see him like turning his head, I'm just like, especially for a guy who hasn't been scoring as 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 often as he's found himself in in spaces to score, that was kind of one of those. Well, eventually they're gonna go in, and it it went in, and then you have melees in the box where you don't know what the at that point where the United defenders and the players had given up. The ball is 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 ping ponging in there, and you see the guys are not who, hearing. We're short. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had given up. Even, 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 even Chuck, when the the balls are going to the back of the net, they're trickling over. You know, it's not a oh man, that's 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 a clean finish. So in terms of in terms of how it went about, it was an anomaly. Like it, it especially as you as you mentioned, this United team was on 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 high, probably the most informed team in the world at the moment. They coming the most into that in game of everyone. But also, I think with that, perhaps they might be starting to tire. Um, you know, I don't want to, it's not as an excuse, but in trying to figure out, like, how did you guys let that go to seven? Um, especially with what has happened recently. If I go back to the FA Cup game, there was one late, 
and for for the longest time in that game um west ham looked like they might get the result in terms of the win or they might get the replay but then at the end you see fred has the goal ganacho has 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 a goal and then they come through 3-1 the result is there but the performance is like ah it's not quite what we saw against barcelona you know so i'm i'm, I'm thinking with them having played the most games in europe perhaps also having had the carabao cup win that that's a high and you usually tend to come down from highs this is the perfect game you want though uh because you would think to yourself it's anfield it's the rivalry and you get yourself up for that but and and as you as, as you mentioned liverpool did start fast they started fast against real madrid as well but then united had chances there was the bruno header mm. which Maybe if it was Verkhorst or someone else, that may, maybe goes in. And it's a different game altogether. They start, Liverpool that is, start maybe considering we not quite it. We have changed positions with this team and we might get another beating here at Anfield. But it didn't happen. And then the goal did go in, went in at halftime, 1-0 down. And then after halftime, it's the shambles that you see. So I, 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 I'm thinking to myself and trying to figure out what may have happened um, that along with the fact that they were sloppy, along with the fact that everything that could go Liverpool's way did go Liverpool's way, there is also the factor that you might be dealing with a team that is mentally fatigued, which then showed up in their physical performance as well. Look, I want to agree with you in terms of fatigue, but there's fatigue and then there's giving up. You can tell. I wonder if Mo Salah is running past you and there's nothing you can do. Ah, I can take that. But if all of us, when the ball is up in the air, w- w- all five of us who are defending, um, defenders plus uh, centre back, um, central midfielders, were looking around, scrambling, don't know who to pick up, don't know where the ball is. There was a goal, and such is the number of goals, I can't even tell you which one it is. <laughs> I think it's the Nunes that you talk about. There was a moment where I'm like, Rashford, oh, why aren't you closing down? And the ball comes in, and I, I could see it from the from the Taylor Woody. I think you should close that down, and he doesn't do that. But um, also that what 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 is disappointing is that in the first half when we were toiling, the one person who was winning midfield battles was Wickhorst. Casemiro not there, Bruno not there, um, Fred not there, which is which is alarming because he did a lot of work, which was good, but he's not the guy in that position. He's supposed to then someone else is supposed to be uh, winning those balls, and then he's the recipient of those balls. And I want to rush for it. Number two, you can't even say anyone put their hand up for a good performance. But <clears throat> to get something off my chest. I don't know what blood covenant Eric Ten Hag has with Anthony. Anthony gave us jack and he stays on the pitch. Anthony, I want to know if you're going to be like Robin, where you've got a trademark finish, but you've perfected, you've perfected it. Like a blind guy. Anthony cuts in into the set, into, into the middle, just gives a, uh, a pass to the keeper, basically. Those are, that's that's what, his, what his shots are at, at the moment. And it's like, okay, apart from that, can you give us more? There was a time when the counter was on. He did it, dallies, did it, dallies, then there's two people on him. Policy was like that in a game where we're under the cosh and we need an outlet, we need just one goal to revive hopes and dreams and whatnot. You do that. Basically, everyone else goes off the pitch except for Anthony. That I'm 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 upset, I'm upset about. Number two, when you go through down, Dal wasn't having the best of games. Get one Bisaka in there to show up. Number three, I think we should have taken off Rashford earlier because okay, fine, he's, he is our 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 go-to guy for goals. But when we're doing damage control, then we need to actually limit the damage and not try nick goals or whatnot because by three we, we all knew it was gone the game was gone never mind coming back the game was gone so i think also i've got something to say about the manager that his 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 tactical play in terms of substitutions and the personnel on the pitch wasn't the best um but it, it happens i guess it happens which was surprising because 
the, one of the things where Eric Ten Hag has shown up uh, to be brilliant is in his substitutions. He has had timely substitutions. I think back, I, I forget the actual games, but in the one game, Ganacho starts and then he's replaced by Sancho. Sancho scores. The next game, Sancho starts. He doesn't get a goal. He's replaced by Ganacho. Ganacho scores. And I believe United have had the most goals from substitute from substitutes in 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 the league, maybe in all competitions, the season. And he's tended even in the game against even in the in the cup final, the Carabao Cup final. We saw what Saint Maximan was doing to Dalo. And he responds by getting one Pisaka on and he he nullifies the threat of of, of um Saint Maximin. So he's he's proved himself to be a guy who's switched on. I don't know if he was perhaps coaching with his ego in that in that game because coming into that game and saying that it's just another game. Whereas then there was the 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 feedback from 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 the fans, or rather the criticisms, that this is not just another game. Mm. This is Manchester United against Liverpool. It's United at Anfield. This is, if you want to say, the classical of of the English game, and it's a point. He there's the expectation from both United fans and Liverpool fans to pay it a little more respect than what he was saying. And there was then the sense that well, I'm gonna stick to my guns and. When we, we, even when we are three 0 down, we're going to try get something from that match. But touching on the Anthony thing, literally, 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 I'm watching Anthony yesterday. So many occasions, he's one on one with his defender, and he does not take him on. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking to myself, "This is why you were bought, though. And this is this is the position you want to find yourself as a winger." If I compare it to, to, to Saka, for example, um, one of the things that teams have been doing against Arsenal is doubling the wingers and Saka and forcing him to do something other than just leaving him on an island with a defender and just asking the defender to pray and hope that on this day he doesn't have it. Because more often than not, if you have a, a, a skillful winger, they're more likely to go past their defender if they left with them and just the defender you saw Mo Salah every single time he got the ball in the channel he was he took on Lissandro who at the moment is getting shots as the best defender in the league you know and I look at Ante and I'm just like one you one on one with the defender two Liverpool are playing a high line there's so much space behind that even if you try the most simplest of tricks you should be able to go past and instead, he does what you were, what you are mentioning, and he's shouting at his teammates for not anticipating that he's, he's cross going across. And I'm just like, what did you want someone to do? That okay, maybe yes, the his teammates could have been more active, but there was no way they were they were gonna get to that. And then there's one of the goals, Chuck. I believe it's the most goal where the ball is stripped off of him, and then. He turns, he looks around, he doesn't track back, mm. and it ends up as a goal. And the whole United team, as well, would, like were jogging back in, 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 in that moment, which was bad from their side, which just like highlighted the day that um, Anthony's having was having and just the season he's having. Mm. Because this is what I said when that price tag happened that you can't just be another player in the team, you have to be a talisman of sorts. And he is, he has been. Very, very disappointing, highlighted by his performance in the game against Liverpool. Like, never mind the price tag. You can't come into a new team and, 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 and not even fight for your place. Like, you struggle to look at Anthony's performance and say then, next game he deserves to start. 
there are hardly games where you've seen him um, do that. I mean, he gets the win against Barcelona. We're happy. But apart from that, what, what are you giving us, you know? Um, but the other thing, Jay, I think with, with you saying what to U Tenag was maybe coaching with his ego and didn't want to didn't want to concede with Badley or rather try to play, play, play defensively. I'm of the same mindset. So it's just another pitch. As he as he said, crown the crown, the polar, no more yes, it's eleven against eleven. I really do believe that. I mean the Anfield magic was all those un un unearned goals that were trickling in, if I'd say that weren't really part of Liverpool play, but they were sucked in by the magic of An- Anfield maybe there. But I believe Uti, as a manager who's seen his team fight, he 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 basically believes with no these these guys can come back, but I think what he's dealing with is scars, Zaktala, because unless I'm not counting other people's uh, losses and stuff, nobody has been hammered as often as United in the past three four like even before Ten Hag in recent times. So let's tell, tell this, you. Was, this was Arsenal. Um, I want to say from around the early parts of the 2010s. Yeah, where go to City, you get six. You go to Liverpool, Chelsea, five, you get yeah. five. You go to Liverpool, you get four in the first 20 minutes. And recent times, like especially against this opponent, like mm. yeah, United have you know? been copying it. So I think as much as he's exercised some demons, because I'm Namaskas, and there are certain things that will play themselves out because we're back to because when I remember when Ragnik was in charge, and they'd asked the players post match, they couldn't explain what Gwen Zagalai. you can't explain why you considered seven. I wonder why you were beaten. You can say they beat us to the ball. They were hungry, but why you let in seven? Because that's the actual question. It's not why did you get beat. Why did you let in seven? <laughs> you can't get beat. Everyone can get beat. Like donor three is possible. Four is a thrashing. But you let five, six, and seven go in. That's the question about you and how much you actually care about the game, or rather you being afraid of of losing because you were uh, copying it from Liverpool from your city. Because this is the same t- uh, Eric Ten Hag team who. After getting beaten by Brentford, Sakichi man, it matikin ke right. Go to City, get six. So Tina, Konante, it's not quite fake. Actually, like, but even in that game though, we scored three. There was a bit of fight. We scored late on. We hadn't given up. We just weren't. We hadn't figured things out. But in this one, because the first half, Tana, we we ended the game strong, except for that goal against Liverpool. Second half, you're supposed to be switched on. Ngena one goal. Three minutes later, three Ngena equal is three, and then it's open gates. So that's a problem. Is there something maybe we've gotten wrong recently because of the form of Manchester United where we have been praising Ten Hag and the turnaround at the team? But when you consider the fact that um, Manchester United went to the Etihad and conceded six and they went to the Emirates and conceded three mm-hmm. and they've now been to Anfield and conceded seven. Mm-hmm. Is there something... W- about this team and these away trips where it's a matter of because i i told you i feel like this team keeps playing games at home like i mean it's not true it's not factually true right factually i'll tell you this we've been drawn to play home in cups (laughs) 10 consecutive times literally this team is always playing at home and this is why you hear records like rashford has scored Uh, so many consecutive goals at home and is breaking records and I'm just like every time I look up, Manchester United are playing at Old Trafford. Yeah. And then now they win. Well, not now, but like when they on their travels against fellow big six teams because they haven't gone to Chelsea. We have. That's where. Potter, have you gone to Chelsea? Yeah, that's where Potter changed up second half to. Remember he was getting beaten and then he changed his. Oh, that's the two two. Fixed it. Yeah. That's the two mm. two. Um, it's a two two. I'm thinking it's a Spurs. It's a draw. I don't know what the score. Either one one or two two, but it was a draw. I haven't been to Spurs yet. Away, no, no, no. okay, but then those, those, and, and like those, those three. What is it about the away performances? Is it like as Skull says, a naivety that when you go to these grounds, 
you must anticipate that you will be the second team and you must be a little more pragmatic in your approach and try to play on the counter, especially because United are actually great on the counter. Mm. But you go there and seemingly the games are very open and are therefore conceding a lot of goals. I think that's a difficult question for me because I believe that's somewhat... Yeah, I call it, it exists, but it's somewhat a myth. I still believe exactly what Ten Hag is. It's true in Europe. T- I don't know why. Yeah. Like, when I... when I, The reason I think it's true now mm. is because it's established. I think there's a placebo effect. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's in the minds of players that they know when they go to a certain way, uh, they will get a certain kind of performance from the team. And I think those home teams as well have the mindset that... There is a pressure from the home crowd, mm. and we need to be the aggressors in, in in these games. I don't know why they don't get beat more often because they play a little more open yeah. when they're playing at home. So, but it's 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 there, and when we hear from former players, like they seem to just um, suggest very obviously that this is what's going to happen. Like I I I, I, shoot, I I see it in terms of the results. I hear the players, and I don't I don't think the players are lying, but I I can't look at that. And say, ah, I get it. They were playing away, so that's why they lost. I mean, I think for me, when when the away goal rule was introduced to Champions League, it was to say, well, you guys already have home ground advantage. You want to play well at home. Mm-hmm. Try and play well away as well, right? But here's the thing, to, um, to answer your question finally, is that I think um, if you look at we went to no camp, we were the aggressors, right? But on the flip side, when Arsenal came to Old Trafford, you guys had a better game than we did. We just scored the goals. Uh, likewise, when Liverpool came, they had at some point more than sixty percent possession, mm. but we we won the match, right? Same thing with City. Same thing with City. Um, but so so at some point you have to play. But in terms of in naivety, um, man, you, you could say you could expect it against City. You could expect it against Arsenal, who are at the top of the table, not Liverpool. Like I mean, I understand I'm a home crowd, and, and but this this team is, is struggling. I mean, this team won nine 0 this season. I, can't, I don't understand how Liverpool have these seven two nine. <laughs> these two results. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to make sense of it, and it because I look back on the nine 0 in that game as well. They had twelve shots on target and converted nine. Like it's they have numbers. these days at Anfield somehow. Yeah. So and then they play against Newcastle, who after having a red card early, they can't put them away. Like they didn't. Okay, Newcastle didn't give up like we did. They had a red card early on and still fought out. But my my point is is that if Arsenal can go to Old Trafford and dominate the ball, Tina Saban. But you can see the logic of Arsenal are league league leaders, mm-hmm. right? But if Liverpool are there, Liverpool must start game ninth, eighth. No, no, no they were sixth. Oh, they were sixth. Sixth oh, yes. from the three points yes. at Lamanche. They've been on a good run recently. I think unbeaten in five, in five the first yeah. time this season. And they may have won. They lost four on the trot. But I mean, with, with that feel-good factor, Carabao Cup, and the comeback against West Ham, you're thinking, no, things are still fine. Rashford is still scoring. We kept it, uh, can keep a clean sheet against West Ham. But in the Carabao Cup, so everything was good for you to say, okay, let's continue. Because when you when you listen to Ten Hag, right? We went to the No Camp. We, uh, we dominated that game. Should have won it. Ten Hag, Uti... When we go to Old Trafford, we're going to win that game. Magasati, hey, let's fight. We're going to win it together. He said to them, we're going to win and progress in the Europa at Old Trafford. Come and see it. And I think that's the idea that we're going to Anfield. We're going to smack these boys. Come and see it. But it didn't go to plan. So that, that I mean, when you've got people like Henderson who are playing well, I'm like, ah. Offa Pinobachi has missed only two games this season, which, which for me sounds horrible because if Liverpool are this bad and you've only missed two games, why is not punishing against Nabo Casemir? I mean, no one could have predicted us Jordan Henderson smashed. had a good game against Manchester United, which is everything you need to know. Because coming into that match, when there were the combined 11s, 
there was not one Liverpool player who made the midfield. Fred, Fred <laughs> was in that midfield three. As erratic and as he is. yet you had a game yesterday where Henderson was so much on the ball and he was also defensively, I mean, Liverpool didn't have to do much, but even then he, he showed up. And that, was, that for me was a sign that now Manchester United are having a bad day when you are making Henderson look this good. But shouts to Liverpool um, as well in terms of having had the performance they did and then the result which became what what the 5-2 against Real Madrid because you know what Chuck I've been like I heard this I think maybe last year sometime and I started to look into it um, someone said that in football most goals come off of mistakes hmm. and I thought about it and like I've been watching like games with that thought in mind and it actually makes a lot of sense and it actually is true because if you think about it, teams are... It should be hard to score against 11 guys. It should be hard to get the ball from wherever you're starting with and go through 11 guys, uh, 10 guys, and then there's someone also standing in the middle of the goal and get it in there. And as a result, more often than not, what is happening is the fact... This is why in this day and age when coaches have wisened up as well, with the way, if you think about Klopp and Liverpool play, like... On, we joked about this that like one of the ways that Klopp wants to play is that they want to lose the ball and then win it back and, 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 and score there's some method to that madness I don't think he's saying to his players like when you get into this position lose it and then win it back but mm. transition is a big thing because then teams are not in the shape they'd like to be in then it's a little more chaotic or if you see your teammate like Shaw passing the ball to an opponent or when you see what Anthony's doing your shoulders drop and it's a matter of well, let's let this play out and see like how it goes. And then usually it ends up in a goal. Mm. So that's also what happened against Real Madrid. Like Real Madrid put five past Liverpool, but there's so many of those goals you're like, on another day, those goals don't go in. You know, it's the same thing with Liverpool then against Manchester United, where I would give them their props is having seen that, mm. that playing against a team, a good team in Real Madrid, in, Real Madrid in, this, in the season that they're having and got punished they decided to against the most informed team as we're saying like in, in in Europe to come out and do likewise and in this case they were rewarded for it um and i i give props to Klopp in that regard who's had a difficult season and has faced a lot of criticism for being able to prepare these guys mentally to go out there and go toe to toe with this um this team who are your rivals you know you do still have much to play for. You still have a pride to represent for the people who are in the stands in this ground. And they went out and, and, and they did that. I saw Trent, he was lucky though because it was an offside where he would have conceded a penalty and it wasn't. I saw him looking sm- like happy about himself, you know, like pulling off a little smile. It's like, yeah. look at him enjoying like the defensive side of the game somewhat. It was in, a moment to in this instance. Back. I was like, oh, Yeah, as well. It's like, look at you in this a, game. He was the last guy, meaning it was all on him and he pulled it off. And then someone like a Robertson. Robertson had a very good game. Mm. Um, Just the weaker foot let him down. It could have been nine. <laughs> it could have been nine <laughs> again. Uh, Gakpo also had a good game. Nunez will always give you the effort uh, and in a game like that where things did like bend towards his his, his I, I actually wonder what he got goals does this does this actually flatter where these players are in terms of ability wise because Gagpo is struggling yes we in the last uh, two games I think and uh, Darwin has been scoring as well I think for the last five or something like that because 
in, in a game where, like, for instance, where City give us six, where people are just nervous and bare fumble and up and move, as you're saying, there are mistakes to be pounced upon. They don't look like that against other opposition. As much as Liverpool are beaten in five, Kagpo and Nunes don't look uh, uh, on the verge of scoring each time the ball comes to them. Like, I mean, the the the, the second goal for me, that was amazing because he is aware of where he where he is, where the goal is, and that De Gea is running to to block him and chips it over over the keeper. That's magic, right? The first one is just him uh, taking advantage of space that was given to him. He scores. Which is good, it's still footballing sense. But I haven't seen that Gagpo in a red shirt the entire season. I see him, so he saw him, saw him do that at PSV, saw him do that at the World Cup, but for Liverpool, he hasn't done that. So I wonder, can they take this now and establish that as their level and continue to run that way? But kudos to you, Jay, for propping Liverpool because everyone is laughing at Man United when you should be congratulating Liverpool. <laughs> 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 uh, man. Uh, Seven. But I mean, because there are two sides, because Liverpool. Did beat Manchester United seven, and it's it's the low hanging fruits, you know. Um, yes, because that's the Benton. No one's saying congratulations, but also because of what we, we we just spoke about in terms of it wasn't because like man, they were like super dominant, yeah. you know, like in every facet, in every facet of the game they were better, but it wasn't a whoa, this is a, a historical uh, performance, you know, because if you really are like looking back at it, also if you're considering the fact of uh, this Liverpool team this season, it's a head scratcher. You know, it's actually very similar to Aston Villa putting seven past Liverpool when they did in the season that they did. Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I okay, you had Jack Grealish, but like, this is not who you guys are. You know. Yeah. But big congratulations to Liverpool, um, who look like now, uh, not odds-on favorite, I wouldn't say, but are looking dangerous for that fourth spot. They could because now I think you can just somewhere keep Tottenham. Tottenham best Alam, and I think they are they are on the Tottenham double lost, and now. yet they are still in fourth place. Newcastle as well, like the wheels seem to yeah. be coming off um, as the season wanes. I think March is an important month for those three clubs in terms of can they hold on or can someone join the top four? It'll be interesting to see. Are you do you feel secure with Manchester United's position in the if, top four? If you, if you don't qualify like via top four, <laughs> it's a wasted season. Like Nale Karapaangibal, if you don't, can't qualify because we were ten points ahead of them at seven now. If you can't mm. maintain seven point buffer, so if you love Liverpool and I mean, sure we got beaten seven, but we're not struggling currently. But Spurs are, Newcastle are. So you've got games against Spurs to come up, as we said. Um, you still have to entertain Chelsea at home. Yeah, that's it. And done with Newcastle. Okay. Uh, no, no, Newcastle is coming up in a couple of weeks. It'll be interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't expect uh, Manchester United to suddenly falter and like be out of the top four because that is two teams would have to leapfrog them. Uh, Liverpool would have to be one or or Spurs or Newcastle. As we've said, those three teams, Liverpool best form right now, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they go in the opposite direction. Um, I mean, where, where was Joe Gomez when we needed him yesterday? Oh, yes, the Konate is playing. And it was so more competent. World Cup Konate than oh. what we've seen since he's come back, along with the injury since he's come back from the World Cup. So, yeah, it was it was quite the day. It was yeah. quite the day at Anfield. Um, hopefully not to be repeated when Arsenal go there. Because there's a mental block to overcome at Anfield. But <laughs> I'd say this... Worry. If Liverpool do come out looking like that against Arsenal, I think Arsenal will very much enjoy that because now they've they've had the tag of a team. You go to the Emirates, you sit back, you frustrate them. The City game, in terms of the result, didn't go the right way, but the the players, and I would imagine the manager as well, much prefers a game like that because 
his players get to play. So you go to Anfield, you know Liverpool are going to come out looking like Bro, that would again. You do, would you preserve the point at Anfield or you, you go to beat them? That's, 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 that's my mentality. I think, Chuck, when you start getting into mindsets of playing to not lose, mm. that's dangerous territory. I think if you're in a position whereby there's, what, 15 minutes to go and it's 1-1 and maybe you're on a red card or you're not, but they have found a second win and they're coming strongly, then yes. Mm. Try when you, when you calculate that, okay, today we are very much, and in these last 15 minutes, we are very much on the back foot and are not don't quite have it to go win this game. Then live to fight another day, but not before you go, not before you start the game. Mm. Especially you top of the log, you know. This is why you are confident about going to Anfield, and you've seen Liverpool, and I've seen them put seven past United. And I'm saying, like, I don't think they play that game a thousand other times. Nine hundred ninety-eight of the times they, they don't have seven games. goals. Yeah. They might win, but mm-hmm. they do not score the goals that they scored. And Maybe that other time is against Arsenal, who knows? But I doubt it's going to happen. Nah, I doubt know? it's going to happen again. Like I said to you, of recent times, we just let him And I think our will reason. be back by then. <laughs> Let's hope he helps. Let's hope he helps. Um, but if there's any, any positive to this game, to this uh, score, is that we're not talking about any Arsenal comeback. We're not talking about Chelsea finally scoring. It's fine. Keep those stories in the shadows. <laughs> All right, Jay, we'll let's talk about go. that when we review Arsenal winning the, the title oh, in terms gosh. of where was it won. Okay, let me just look to the case. <laughs> <one. laughs> um, so, keeping it uh, footy, um, but speaking local, so there was a clip that was released, or leaked rather, not released, leaked, mm. um, apparently by either the videographer or the brand manager at the TS Galaxy, but somehow it got out and it shouldn't have been out. It's of the players and the management trying to have a meeting to sort out the issue of players not being paid. I think and staff. Uh, and staff players mm. and staff not being paid. I think this is now one or two months. Uh, I don't know how deep it is. I think it's about two months now or whatever. Two months, yeah. two months, yeah. And so they try to speak out and try fix the issue. And you hear if you go to the internet, you'll find the clip. You'll find them trying to problem solve and try to explain what's gone, what's going on, and how they're trying to fix it, and how they're trying to make a plan for now. Um, Jay, considering the fact that TS Galaxy uh, bought status and in acquiring uh, a female club. Chess Galaxy, when everyone else was watching the World Cup, when the PSL was on the break, and some of that money was footed out by the players themselves. Um, but they had to I think like 10%. 10%. Mm-hmm. And I, I bring that up because one of the players in the clip says, when Tim wants to go to Turkey, he's visible. And he says, let's go. But we want him to discuss that with Amasadar. As I'm told, you know, instead we get his daughter who's addressing us. Jay, look, it's not it's not an, uh, an anomaly. We've seen teams um, all over the PSL fail to play players on time or have financial issues. Not only in South Africa, but we've seen it abroad as well. Barcelona in financial ruin. Like uh, they were asking players to take. Uh, still persisting. And right now, they, they they are in line to get a transfer market in Bauer because they need to sell off players to the tune of I think. 140 odd million dollars then they can buy players so money mismanagement is an issue but with with the leaks that we got from this clip and us knowing what they've spent can you can you can you punish managers because this is a blatant mismanagement of funds because the only thing that's keeping you relevant in the league are these said players and the staff Man's they take when there's no need to and you're buying a female um a team yeah maybe you don't need to and it's a it's a good thing to forward the game but at the detriment of your current squad, what do we make of that, Dwayne? So first of all, right, I was listening to the clip and I hear the lady's voice. I can tell she's management. 
And I hear her sympathizing with the players as well. Uh, I think she mentions that she also hasn't been paid. And then she says that um, the chairman is a reasonable guy. At this point, when I listened to the clip, I wasn't aware who's speaking. Mm. And I realized that's his daughter. <laughs> that's his daughter. So it's like, oh, Daddy wouldn't like, do you guys wrong. It doesn't matter if you haven't been paid. Like this is this is yours. If we if we sell off a stake here, um, you get something. Uh, and your father's team, Sugaz, who uh, who has a because I, I, I researched what where he's made his money from. He's got a legal practice. You know, he's good. He'll be good with or without this team. And Tim, though, as well, it's like when 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 he's throwing his thoughts into the lines, then to be managing those crisis talks. Like, where are you? This is what the players are saying that mm. Asimod, mm. like in in a situation like this where we want him to tell us what is happening one of the players does mention i don't know what happens like in the higher ups you know with the finance and hr whatever the case may be can he come address us and then what you get is it's not easy to try put together a million rand so quickly mm. but you know what it would have been easier to do in order to find one million not spend 3.4 million going to turkey that would have maybe kept some money in the coffers but it's 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 distressing, Chuck, especially because when you ask the question, um, rather when you make the statement to begin with that this is something we've seen before, and ask the question, what can be done? The truth of the matter is, not much, Each because business runs individually. Because of the state of the PSL, this is what people in the know keep saying that you don't want to open those books because opening those books is opening Pandora's box. Mm. Like when, when, when you, when people start speaking about financial fair play and what Mamelodi Sundowns are doing, and then you, you, you read stories. I've read the story that um, Super Sport United have been kept in business by the business that they do with Mamelodi Sundowns, where I think Sundowns have spent about 40 million rand in buying um, Super Sport players from Super Sport. And that's a direct rival, but that 40 million has kept Supersport in business. More than half of the teams in the PSL don't have a shirt sponsor or a sleeve sponsor. TS Galaxy is one of those teams who don't have a sponsor. Mm. And they went to Turkey without <laughs> a sponsor. And what we know where they get their money from is the 2 million rand a month grant from the PSL. So if that's what they get, right, um, they don't get anything from sponsorship. And they definitely don't get anything much or anything from gate takings. And the reason I mentioned that is because where in Europe, where you do get to see the numbers um, within the clubs, there are three main um, avenues of revenue, uh, mm. which is commercial, mm. which is the sponsors, and it is broadcast, which is the TV deals, and it's the it's the takings, um, match day, what they make when fans come in through those gates. I don't know the actual deal between Supersport and the clubs, but per my understanding, the deal is with the PSL, mm. which is why the PSL is able to give um, a two million. And I don't know if clubs have thought to challenge this, but there's when you think when you consider who runs the PSL and you consider those structures, there seems to be a level of this is how we do things and we're going to continue doing them like this. Mm. As a result. You cannot have, and I don't think the PSL can afford to know that. Do the PSL have an appetite to say you are not paying your, your 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 players and your staff? Therefore, we are going to relegate you, or you're going to go out of business. Because if they do that, they're going to have to do that with so many clubs. So, Salas on a PSL. This is unfortunate. It really is unfortunate, and it's terrible. And 
I keep asking myself the question that what is the future of South African football? Because I watched Chuck a match between Cape Town City, I forgot with who, and they were playing at home. Um, not recently, I think a couple of weeks ago. And they were playing at um, at the Cape Town Stadium. I could literally hear Eric Tinkler through the television as and if it was lockdown. As if it was lockdown because given it was a rainy day, but when I saw the numbers, I think there were roughly about a thousand people at the stadium. Hmm. So how are these teams going to sustain themselves? Uh, and, and how do they even manage? I think about Muslim Kwanah is telling us he was earning 190000 a month. How? Where, mm. where was that money coming from? And, you know, I'm for the players getting as much money as they can get. If the money is there, it needs to go to the players, yeah. you know. But then I'm starting to wonder now, is it actually sustainable? Like, especially if these salaries keep going up. I was about to ask as well, if Chess Galaxy acquire like a Bernard Parker, it's not going to come cheap. Like, do teams like that just... 15000 a month. Do teams like that just need to say, with that Bernard Zamabanyabant, who can actually afford you in the long and run? who's that? Because if most teams are in the position of ETS, who's there, Chuck? <laughs> it's not Gallants, it's not Swallows, it's not Stellenbosch. It's tricky, man. But, you know, the show with the TV deal, the PSL, I think it was a season back where Ivan Kosa said for the first time PSL brought in revenue of $1 billion, which was uh, a success. But you see in rugby as well, Ellis Park, I think it was the Lions against uh, the Sharks, and us. But there was like 2,000 Yana people in the mm. stadium. But they can survive that because they're a better model in terms of how they run their game. But to go rugby, unless when you open it up to Ikari Cup, you get Abu requires. And they all have that. sponsors. All those teams, you, there's always some, there's someone on their shirt. Seven, eight sponsors on the shirt, you know? Also, I kind of think, like, I have to say, whoever runs the Lions or the Sharks or the Bulls, whatever the case may be, maybe not the Stormers and the Sharks and the Bulls, but like, say the Lions, for example. It's probably their brother or brother-in-law who runs the accounts or the finances of whatever is on their show sponsor. So yeah. it helps to have the network. Partner businesses, yeah. So when I think about that, it, it does say, and if you think about it, what I put is like, what, five, six teams, mm. it's less to manage. Yeah. And uh, when the, when that uh, grant comes in near monthly or bigger whatever, pie. bigger pie, they could even petition, with, let's go play URC. Let's go play Henneken Cup, knowing what as much as we're traveling overseas and we're spending, the, the revenue is, 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 is much more, you know? Well, it's not planned at all, as you're saying. That's why even DSTV, for me, according to my understanding, took over the, the league because they were struggling to find a sponsor, EPSL, after, he, is it Castle, yeah, that left? Absa. Absa left. So, we're at the mercy of either Mzipe or DSTV. Hence, the multi-choice is not DSTV or Atuati. And so, it's crazy. Um, I was watching a clip earlier that says, if you started like a club, like from scratch, 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 in the in, in UK, it will take you 19 years if you win promotion every every season and every and on every tier. It will take you 19 years to get to the prem. Last not so stringent. You don't have to work so hard. But in my life, <laughs> once you get there, it's a struggle. And you wonder, what, as you're saying, is it sustainable? How does a team like TS Galaxy maintain top flight status if we say to them, you can't afford. How do they maintain that? Because then it's an actual toss up. Because Masuli Benaj is still to put a player with, with um, experience, a player with um, uh, gifts as well. So he'll help us stay up. If if the feasible feasible thing is to say, uh, go to the dance with the people that you came with, that's not really feasible, is it? Because they're not like for us to put like 20 players this window. No. This season. And the thing, the thing is, Chuck, um, that I think to myself is maybe the PSL. I'm not a big fan of this because I'm a big fan of like the free market and people should get paid whatever it is that someone is willing to pay them, whatever it is. 
they can negotiate and whatever the market dictates mm. in America they have a collective bargaining agreement where and they have a salary cap so with the salary cap is you can pay your entire team say a million rand like a, a month right and so when you know you have that you probably can only get like two marquee players where you can play pay at a certain amount if you want to go above that then you pay what is called a luxury tax so then as the owner you have to fork that out of your own pocket and more more teams than not don't want to do that because also the wealth of the teams is different and if you were in the PSL with that mindset you would also probably say the same thing the issue i'd say the issue would be that players who demand more would end up all playing for the three big teams that's what's happening anyway but if you want to sustain the league perhaps it's something worth considering that here is the tv money right as as happens in in the EPL that everyone gets an equal share mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that you achieve or pirates or, or or sundowns that yes most people tune in to watch you and you could very much make the argument that you deserve more than the other teams which is i think maybe until recently that's what it was the case in Spain with mm-hmm. Barcelona and Real Madrid which i think is fair right except for if then the league in which you play is under threat because you can make that argument but then if there's no league for you to play in then then what yeah. you know and to what you say i do believe the reason multi choice are so deep in the game is because it is within their interest for their business model because supersport broadcast sports mm. and you are based in south africa you can't just be broadcasting la liga epl and champions league you have to broadcast like the the local league mm. you're not buying rights for that you no you're not and it, with more. them they can get money back from them because as much as people are not going to the stadiums to watch the psl people are watching the psl mm. and if they're watching from home DSTV, multi-choice, uh, super sport—they're okay with that because you can just there the numbers you can charge um, advertisers, whatever you, you you're charging them. You get your money. You can invest in the game. Mm-hmm. But Mtipe, I've never spoken to Mtipe, obviously, but like my my guess uh, when I look at Patrice Patrice Mtipe is that I think he really just loves the game. I yeah. think that's why he bought Sanders because he's a Sanders supporter and he he loves the game. And you see him now as the president of CAF. I think he's one of those people who. He got rich and 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 what money does afford you is opportunities and what he's done with the opportunities like now I get to do what I really want to do which is be a football person mm. you know and now he's in football and now he is uh, sponsoring his foundation sponsoring the first division also the ABC Municipal League yeah. and he's also sustaining other teams by buying players from 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 them and all, it all comes down to the fact that he loves the game cuz mm. Stellenbosch have the richest owner in the PSL but eh, he's not he's not that into it so he's not going to put money in, into it but it's a it's a it's a concerning state of the game when you hear these guys and they, they talk about supporting their families mm. you know like because you we tend to think football players and like money mal and abanye money mal cases like Kaiser you surprised exactly Up until and now, it, when you said even if someone is getting 30 grand like Uyekasi you don't know how many dependents he has Black and checks. it might sound like a lot of money uh, maybe in my mind who maybe is from a family it's like I can I only have myself to take care of but he's taking care of other people even if he's not taking care of other people he signed a contract for say 3 years he knows that he's guaranteed to get this amount like per month so his lifestyle is such that it can sustain that that money can sustain all of this Now suddenly you don't get your money and just beside all of that 
if someone has promised to give you money by virtue of you are you are giving them labor yeah. and you signed on that they will remunerate you a certain amount they have to pay you mm. like mm. as they say in the clip we show up here mm. for training we're showing up for work with smiles smiles yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah. pay us our money but the big question is like outside the frivolous spending <laughs> which was dumb that, yeah because yeah. It, it's as a player saying what it's all all happened now and the problems happened right after he spent all these things but then i'm trying to i want to ask something if if we're to remodel and i don't know if it's possible our financial system this is now trying to make more money available for clubs because i think i heard joe rogan say why soccer is not so popular in america is that you can't commercialize it as well as nba and nfl in terms of ads ad spaces and timeouts and ads here and logos here and all that stuff because the 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 multi choice is like the key um, distributor of, of PSL content. Yes, you get to see games on, on SAPC, but they're not carrying as much as readings. If you were to open up the gates and have more broadcasters, because I'm talking now, there's no blackout in South Africa. Either your stadium or Peggy TV, and we somehow find find another way to monetize and, and get more sponsors. And do you think that alleviates the pressure? Yeah, my my PSL club. Maybe the PSL uh, grants can be. 3 million, 2.5, and maybe help out because, I mean, I, gave, I, I just did a, a simple uh, calculation of 18 players. If you give them about 30 grand uh, a month, it's half a mil already. Never mind the other staff who would probably pay similar money. Never mind uh, the traveling to all these other places and accommodation. Never mind. So, 2 million is, is a tight squeeze if you want to really run a club. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of money in terms of what the PSL is giving out, but what, what it's supposed to do is not really that much if you consider um, the, 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 the logistics that are required to, to actually run a football team. Do you think there is another way to rejig this whole thing, Paula? Or this is just our situation? Two million is not a lot of money when you consider the amounts that they're paying and have to. But maybe what the PSL needs to do, I'm thinking about <clears throat> the clip um, from that the two is like, I'm not going to do Except. Except, you know, and, 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 and this is what I was saying, Nguti. It would be hard to do at this point. Like, if 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 you sit all the stakeholders down and the players, and you say to them, Mouti, this is the state of the finances, and it's not growing. You guys need to take take a pay cut. But the the reason I said I'm not a big fan of it in in America, where there's a lot of money, is that the owners keep a large chunk of the money, mm-hmm. right? So they have the collective bargaining going under the guise so it, it, it's true but it's under the guise of keeping it competitive because you theoretically you can distribute the good players amongst teams you can't have all the good players because you can't pay all of them you know but they then tend to keep most of the money to themselves whereas here you might actually be able to 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 support the logic behind it there's a limited amount of money and we have to ration it mm. so that's that's the idea behind that but in terms of how do we get I don't know how we get more money into the game because the the thing about getting money into the game this is the same argument or conversation that keeps happening around f- like women's sport that if you have buy in from people who part ways with money then you can you can do a lot mm. right you think about you think about Ronaldo um, going to Juventus or going to United or now where he's at was at Al Nasser. You saw what happened to all those teams' social media pages. You saw the numbers, people breaking it down in terms of they're gonna make back their money within three months because of shirt sales, which was not true because the shirt sales go to the sponsor. Mm-hmm. But the sponsor, Chuck, 
is on there knowing Oguti. You literally take a heat press and you put number seven Ronaldo at the back, and it's 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 revenue mm. instantaneously. I can't tell you Oguti, where 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 am I getting a TS Galaxy shirt number one? Am I True. getting one with my favorite player's name at the back? You mm. know. I was watching e, the the Supersport Golden Arrows game. I was looking at Ikita Golden Arrows. It's got nothing on it, Chuck. Like, it's 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 you I'm designing like, it here and in your shitty me or was who to sew and we're putting it together. It's like, okay, but man, guys, hmm. you know. But and I don't I don't think <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a sad state. It's I don't sad state. I don't think those guys can afford to exchange shirts <laughs> at the end of the game <laughs> because hey, Baba, how many just keep us We so We're we're not just producing a bunch of shirts, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean it from a, a sense of Uti. There isn't just an endless line of, of 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 money in the game. So the question of how do you it comes down to the fact of Uti. Can you make it more popular? Mm. And the game is already very popular in this country. Mm. Now, it, this season, for example, because when I was watching the rugby, I was like, man, um, there was like 40,000 people at Loftus to, to watch the Stormers and the Bulls. And the following week, I think in, in Cape Town, there's 30,000 to watch the Stormers and, and the Sharks. And I'm like, man, I envy that. Then I thought to myself, no, man, actually, the the game between Pirates and, and, and Sundowns at Orlando was sold out mm. and I think not the one with the rain um, I think the one in the bubble also the same thing Derby wasn't sold out but there were 70,000 people there and Chiefs have been to Mbombela and they've sold it out they've been to KZN and, and have sold it out so in certain games mm. fans are coming out um, and it, when fans are not there they, they are watching they're watching from home I think the thing that they're asking some of these players would you hire earners maybe Kheplelan mm. Abai as I'm saying, it's the conversation you have with Chiefs, Pirates, and Sundowns. This is what Cape Town City tried to do. It's mm. like, these are our, our, our ticket prices. But when Kaiser Chiefs are in town, or yep, Pirates are in town, club. it's a different pricing. And in Kala, but the thing is, if we are trying to make money off of this, we have to take advantage of the fact that it is more popular. And that's the model. Mm. Like, if it's more popular, you if the demand is high, then you give the supply. And you get to put whatever price tag you, you, you want to on that. And you get more money into it. As I'm saying, the only thing to me that seems like is 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 the pool where the money comes from is those TV rights. And it's a it's a matter of does does the league share enough with the clubs? Because we can always have a PSL. You mm. know, um, the question is what what with, what, who, what, in with who in it? Mm. Um, can you afford the people who are playing in it? So that's the thing. Because. When when people keep asking the question, how do you get more fans into the stadiums? I don't actually know what the answer is to that. Like Sundowns have been winning, mm. and yet we still get as a Sundowns fan, you still get the comments with C fifty seven. You know, yes. the fan base is growing, mm. but mm. it's not grown to a to a place where it makes sense to 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 build our own stadium or yeah. like a sixty thousand seater. Like we're gonna fill the sixty thousand seater every single week. It's not gonna happen. Even Chiefs. Don't do that. But like FNP and like I think it's like fifteen to twenty thousand when it's 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 games against um someone other other than the big two, you know. And I don't I, other than going to see like Hamburg Stadium. Sometimes do activations all over the place. Yeah. Jack, but like people this weekend are coming for two, out. But this is my, like, it's so much as yeah. I'm, if you have yellow, like I'm typical, it's like ah. Gonna, but you see, even with Sundowns, it doesn't seem like Sundowns are a club who. <laughs> Are interested in making money from the game, yeah, and from the game and, itself, yeah. And it works that way, where it's like, okay, this is a passion project for this family. 
and they're putting money into it mm. and they're sustaining it and that's why they can give whatever contracts because they don't actually come from the business of the club even that batu botu um ubuntu yeah botu ubuntu i think that's a purchase municipal business you know Just the sponsorship the there is a hundred million i believe <laughs> Where's the really coming from? Because it's coming from the same guy. Called the Nero's fifty. It's Maybe what needs to happen is Mzipe needs to come out of his sundowns and maybe run the whole league. And, but you see, again, that there'll be grants still, yeah. you know. And that's what I'm saying. There must be an acceptance, unless that that broadcast money maybe is not as much as they can be getting. Mm. There must be an acceptance that this is the level. And the and what we need is people to buy into it. And if we can't get people to buy into it, maybe we need to take it down a notch. You know, I think I was thinking to myself, Oguti. Well, to answer your question, you know, how to get people in the stadium? I think it's it will be hard to because if we look at like Europe, which is the model of fan bases, and we don't have a hometown club with PSL team. Like when Highlands is playing in Antananarivo, we play Highlands. It was easy. It's it's just like what five k's away, whatever. We watch Highlands. Marco Pegita, we take a drive for like an hour plus, yeah. and that applies to just about everyone in the country. Mario Fungelov stars, na na. You're driving from far out to get to the stadium, so that effort still remains there. But if you bring the the team to the community, the community will come. Um, but also, <clears throat> what I want to say is that although I don't think it works much because I think the PSL as is struggling to find sponsorships, would you be a fan for? Um, Games like a Bokaling Cup, where there's fan involvement, and just to generate extra revenue. Do you think those things might help, or do they just hinder the quality of the league? They they help for, for a few teams, because uh, that's the other thing as well. Uh, when when you look at those voting numbers, yeah, I was looking at the numbers that Chizu okay, getting. Okay, with a different system, you might vote. Like what? <laughs> with a different system, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a two day event where the top sixteen come and it's just knockout. Okay, let me let me answer that with something actually I was thinking. Oh, Again, mentioned the fact that I was watching Super Sport versus Arrows, right? And the camera pans into the stands, and there's a guy who's speaking passionately to whoever he's sitting next to, and he's wearing a Super Sport shirt. And I caught myself once again thinking, "No, I'm not my favorite Super Sport. Like, one better, one better. Like, I see, but I'm a shirt. But like, when they are having conversations with their friends, like, I'm a rockabuza, and they're like, "Jersey, we were close. As as a number two, we can secure." I've never met a super. Sp- I've never met a fan, Chuck, mm. of any club that is not Sundance Cheese or Pirates in this country. Maybe you can accuse me of not yeah getting around much, but I literally never have. Some among I are a No, actually, I have met a Plumfontein Celtic fan. Obi is a Plumfontein Celtic oh, fan. Yes. So you see, we won. <laughs> so the the question you're asking me, like fan involvement, Abu Ban. Chuck, when you say True. in your city, when you say because we're talking about TS Galaxy, like TS Galaxy fans need to be involved or so or <laughs> some way somehow. But we happy these people, like Babu. These stories are too sad. Let's <laughs> like, not dig deep. <laughs> because your city yeah, for yeah. Paris, cheese Sundowns, like it makes a lot of sense. Because I mean, the Namasa Nakulang Norwich, Norwich can fill out their stadium easy from the Championship. But Milan feel good prem. They can fill up because they're a community-based club. So. It's a hard, it's a hard question. I mean, it's hard to find It is, but you for. know what is sad? When you see those clips from like the seventies and eighties, those stadiums are packed. But then again, that is also still the the, the only clips we ever see is three, Cheese yeah. versus Pirates, Not mostly, like and maybe sometimes Iswalos. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what 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 those uh, kind of um, fixtures were like, you know. But if you really felt Oti pushback 
for example, I've very much a team from 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 our backyard. Mm. You probably did tend to go and watch them. And commercial commercialization maybe has separated that somehow. Mm. When you talk about the stadiums, Orlando is in Orlando, you know, which is great. Um, you, we've been to Lucas Moripa, which is in the community, but then mostly nice. like the those stadiums are out there, yeah. you know, and you can maybe make the argument it's not so tough to get there if you like like close by, but not everyone if you favor Ichis from Limpopo wanting to watch Cheese or from Epitor and it's not as you say just like the, the Norwich fans from Norwich who mm-hmm. this is their local club and they feel the way that they feel about the teams like well, United the Big Six they're anomalies mm-hmm. in actual fact they've got global support that's not true of all the teams in that league you know you do need your strong teams and with those strong teams, like we would need them to actually fill out all the stadiums all the time, and then that trickles down to the the other clubs. But in terms of how you really just make fans want to come out to the stadium more, I don't, I, I, I don't know because they've tried everything and it's not happened. Um, I now and I'm myself sitting here in Atlanta to go watch every single game. True. Um, Maybe if I did like live right next door, it's I, I, I would mm. actually. If mm. I lived like five hundred meters down from Loftus, every time Sanas play there, I would actually go. Like imagine when you see those those teams. I think usually Abo, Betis, or whatever. Someone's watching the game from their flats because the stadium is right yeah, there. Yeah, like right there. But I'm not saying that's how you do it mm. because one tickets. But it seems like we've exhausted all revenues because I'm a sponsorship be commercial actually. Um, gate uh, takings in corner is not that much, and then it will that broadcast. commercial is concerning. Yeah. Which these teams can't put to forward a model to people who are supposed to buy into the game to say what is it worth for them. I mean, you know, when we were teenagers, we always looked for sponsors for stuff. And we thought it was as simple as, ah, must I be? Yeah, must, yeah, must see. And the question when you grow up more and you then realize it, it must be a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm-hmm. And the question that the commercial partners ask you to, what do we stand to gain from it unless it's a socially responsible program and they can't go around doing it for everyone you know mm-hmm. and at that level like the teams can't say this is what you're going to get back essentially that's my understanding they they can't present a model that says if you sponsor us this is what you get back which spells trouble but mm-hmm. i'm out and the no. stuff i yeah, know they need to because i mean you can tell in their voices that we try calling you and mama my phone when i manage to what if we inquire because as a, sometimes authority makes you angry yeah. because the lady's like, if you're inquired, what's the one to send plan? Like, it's not good to say phone and mama my phone. And so why mailers phone? Because yes. when we were sat down signing contracts, or if it happens then, but I need to school office in it. I suppose to why and and pay out Like, yeah. no, that's that's not the deal. That's not the deal here. That's concerning because football is a short career, and if you need to get your money, you want to get your money because yeah. you tell up afterwards. <laughs> like exactly, Chuck. Like because where. This is my this is my this is my profession. Hmm. This is what I'm skilled at, this is what I'm good at, and I've qualified through development or coming from other clubs to get here. And in Nyaspana, you know, it's a game, Gumnandia Pati in Sispani. The reason I go for Nyaspan anywhere else is because this is my job. I'm here, I'm required to be here. Contractually, I'm required to be here training. And then when we have to travel, I, it's not a matter of no, I'm traveling with the team. Mm. Go to breakfast together, all these things. Because I am honoring my contract. The only thing I'm asking is that you do likewise. Like, for me, 
the players' association needs to be more visible in this country. Yeah, and if it means Neurochip as well, which is appealing to the PSO officers, because why are they having this conversation amongst themselves? Because I think maybe you can't appeal to the mm. PSO officers. But as I'm saying, there's no appetite to do anything because it might just cause the league to crumble. You know? And I mean, apart from this clip, you know how many other players are silenced but in a similar predicament? They can't say, well, they, they can't get us to talk about their club. Mm. They have been paid for months and eventually a story leaks with such and such club that hasn't been play, paying their players and yada, yada, yada. So it's, it's, a, it's a troubling thing. Last question, because we have been going for almost an hour and just two topics. If, do you think, and I know it's, for instance, the UK and they've got, like we said, a better um, system for, for fans. But London is the mecca of England, we know that, but the other cities are doing pretty well themselves. If we had to divide PSL like we did in Vela back then to coastal and England, inland, inland stream and a coastal stream, do you think that, say, maybe after five years, you'd have a team within those regions as big or as popular as maybe a Chiefs or a Pirates? It's no. just going to be what it is for I think right for now, the foreseeable future. Established powers are established. We um, can't reach it there. And it, when you look in Europe, where. Chelsea and City have gained great popularity because of the investment and then because of the winning. The com the comparison of that here, Sundowns, and as I just said, like it hasn't grown in those leaps and bounds where you can be like, yeah, they're kind of on the same level as 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 Chiefs or Pirates. Because mm. I mean, I meet as many Chelsea fans as I do United fans, you know, as I do Liverpool fans. And there's a bunch in this new generation, there's a bunch of City fans as well, you mm. know, so that's worked. And you like, okay, New Newcastle are probably next in line for mm. that, like if they manage it correctly, as we've seen with those other two teams. But here, I don't know, Chuck, um, it, 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 it seems that there's a rung for Chiefs, a rung for Chiefs and Pirates, mm. and then the rung for the big three where Sundowns join them. <laughs> And Sundowns, as I'm saying, they're out there by themselves having the the benefits of a, a dollar billionaire mm. backing them and they can just focus on football and they can sustain paying whatever whatever salaries people uh, demand, yeah. you know, and continue in their merry way. Like, it doesn't matter what the TV, what, what, what TV audience is like. It doesn't matter what, um, how many fans come into the stadium or don't. It doesn't matter if there are, there are sponsors who want to sponsor the team mm. or not because they're good. they're good. Yeah. And I'm asking that because, you know, you mentioned City and Chelsea, but they also captured trophies, had great players as well, which sparked the imagination. Which, oh, I want to support that club. And I'm thinking if maybe Stellenbosch was winning their coastal division for three years, you'd say, here's a local champion that I keep on watching. They lift not it. in Stellenbosch. <laughs> oh, not them. Not just them. Yeah, not much about the football. But I'm just saying, maybe then if you um, have that uh, local champion, Ayako, as opposed to uh, Richard Bay, who's not Richard Bay because they're doing very well. Maybe Aros, who's not doing particularly well. If they were um, coastal champions and then they at some point integrate into the main league, you've got a following and, and people who are with you who might just join you. But maybe that's reaching. We'll see. We'll see what what the next five years looks like. Um, it, it might be instructional in terms of where the game is going in this country, but we we need our PSL and we need people to be paid in their jobs. South Africa, do better, do better. Uh, Chuck, Just moving moving appetite. moving on moving on to our our, our last um, yeah. topic, UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Johnny Bones come back into the ring after three years, yeah, I boy. believe. 
and he comes back a heavier man and previously the light heavyweight champion and he comes to the vacated world heavyweight title recently by Francis Ngannou who left we we spoke about for money mm-hmm. and he's going up against U Cyril Gan Gane whichever one happened quite because Jones is gay and I'm like yeah. it can't be right but Cyril Gane yeah. we'll go with Gane, Gane. Mm. Cyril Gane and <laughs> it didn't last long <laughs> I was oh I was trying to think to myself which is the more embarrassing thing that happened on Sunday getting smashed like in two minutes or seven nah bruh it, it it must it must it must be the UFC. That's what I'm a chance against the next. <laughs> Chuck, before before the fight against Ungan, like I'd heard from you, Guti, um, Cyril is 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 dangerous mm. uh, because of the way he moves at that weight. Heard again about Joe Rogan on 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 commentaries speaking about that as well. That this is unlike this is not someone that Jones would have faced, you know. And then mm. in the in the fight against Ungan, that went the distance. And we we were talking about the fact like oh Francis showed wrestling skills mat skills which we'd, we'd never seen that side mm. of him, and you think with 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 that experience um, and also with Jones moving up to his weight division that we got a fight on, on our hands, and literally literally seconds into it like. He taps. This is the frustration that people have when they want to watch Tyson live. If you're in the line, much again, I say what like how nini. But so saying I'm a cold drink, it's it's done. Were you shocked by that? Considering who this is. Look, sometimes when you haven't seen someone for three years, you yeah. don't know how good they really are. And I mean, he's been. Oh, 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 I'd never John seen Jones. John fight, by the way. This is only my first time third or fourth fight, I think. I mean, when I got into uh, UFC a bit late. But Usulu Khan, if I'm not mistaken, um, joined the professional ranks 2018 or something. So he's a fast riser in the sport. Mm. And has done a lot. And I think that hurt him because if you're not meeting people who are who going to push push you to the limit often enough, you only get to meet a Francis Ngannou who beats you anyway. But you're like, okay, I think this is the level of the test. You don't know a Bones Jones. And when he does to you what he does, because he kept on saying, Ooh, people underestimate my wrestling. <laughs> when it comes, I'm going to show you what I can do. And in response, Jones said, Guti, the best thing I can do is to make this look easy. I was like, this is mad, disrespectful. Why, why do you want to... Also, the guy is not even saying anything to you. We as Kulimana is very cordial and polite. So why not you want to make Cyril Gunn look easy? And he does look, make it look easy because apart from the kick to the groin, Gunn offered nothing, nothing, nothing. No takedown defense. The first attempt was taken down, gone. Then there was an attempted guillotine choke, which he survived. But seconds later, Bones get a better one. Gone. And he's sitting there wondering, what the hell just happened? I think those calls for goats are justified because people are saying to Habib went into the lightweight um, division for 29 times, didn't lose, but only had like six title defenses. Bones is like 18 or th- like 13, 15 hours, but a lot of title defenses more than uh, Khabib is like, I've been defending the belt more the whole time. More than had matches, I think, in the UFC. Yeah, like you've been working your way up, up in defending the belt. He was the youngest um, lightweight, light heavyweight champion ever so i mean i didn't see that one coming jones won the title in 2008 at 23 this is 15 years later and it's not a oh man uh it's the old man on his last legs and he fought like a warrior you know mm. he literally embarrassed this guy who took the previous champion as we're saying to yeah. to the limit and 
you hear when you when you hear people so easily call him the goat as i'm saying it's like i'd never seen him fight but like mm. i've seen the record and i've seen the numbers uh what you mentioned in terms of he's defended his title so many times and i believe he's never lost a a, a match in the ufc which he's completed or, or through the fight i think he's been disqualified yes that's, the only that's, that's lost, his only loss so no one has actually beaten him no which is mad 15 years in and he's coming from a three-year break where in that in, in in that time he's been putting on weight and the thing about that like sometimes you think that's just as easy as like putting on weight because uh, he's he's actually taller than than francis and i think francis mm-hmm. is like six three and he's like listed as six four is U- U- john bones but his frame their frames are different you know francis looks like he was born to carry that weight yep. whereas if you just pack on those pounds you might not move as well mm. uh you might find that you 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 pay for that in in, in in other aspects which is why i was mentioning the fact that um jones is coming into the division Yara and cyril is walking around at that mm. weight and he's been his entire adult you life you can tell by almost. the physique with this guy he looks natural yeah different. this one does look like he put on right, you see his thick his thick legs it's like mm. and all that weight is being carried up here because none is distributed to your legs because you're just not built like that mm. And yet, and yet, Chuck, even with that, he he is just a technician. Um, and he looks at the guy on the other end of his fist and it's, I'm better. And what, almost 30 times he's come out better than the other guy, regardless of who he's been fighting. Interestingly, though, we then had a tweet from a certain Francis who <laughs> calls himself the, the heavyweight king do you do you like seeing that like considering the fact that we we we're not likely to see a fight between these two guys because uh mentioned francis is gone or do you think dana white being the the shrewd person that he is figures out a way dana to get white, a fight between these two guys dana white begged habib to come back because he knew habib yeah. was the money fight and each time like he even invited him to sit cage side i look i'm peppering him up no avail. Khabib didn't, didn't want to bend his will. I think Dana White, White will have that in, his work, in the works because if you're someone like Ngannou, fine, because he said, Uti, from what I heard in the last interview that I saw him in, he wants to do a boxing match and then he might take up a contract to do MMA with someone else. But if Bokarang Ahmad, John Jones versus Ngannou is the biggest money fight you're ever going to get in your yeah. career, period, right? And I think you know, on, that, on, that, on that perspective, it might interest him to come back. And I think Dana White, even if it's a, a contract for just two fights or one fight, Get him in there to get the money. You both get whatever you get and pay. You don't I have don't to. See this. Yeah, you don't have to do it long term, you know. So I think he, he should do that. But in terms of the tweet, they all run their mouths. But it's somewhat insignificant because but about Kuluma when they're not in a position to face each other. When Bones was away for three years, he was saying things about Ngannou. Like, okay, you know. And now he's finally done that after three years, Ngannou is gone. And now Ngannou is running his mouth. Um, because Jones said what he thought it was going to take like a year to bulk uh, and then quickly realized that he's rushing and he's not in the in optimal condition or rather he's not where he wants to be as a, as a heavyweight. And so it took another two years to to, to, to get to heavyweight and hear the results. So Bones is a legend for real. He's a legend for real. And when you look at the guys that he's just dispatched, legends in the game, Shogun, Rua, Lyoda, Machida, whoever you want to put up who is a heavyweight, as we said, he's unbeaten. So he's put them all away. If you look at the fights between DC, DC is a good wrestler. And Jones was talking smack all day. And there was... 
she also fought Chelsea and who also has a YouTube channel who said it's contrasting words because you are uh, contrasting to what Anthony Smith said who is someone who is a former opponent of Will Jones obviously didn't win because Jones is undefeated Anthony Smith says according to him John, uh, John, John Jones doesn't do anything particularly well he isn't, it's not the best boxer the best grappler the best wrestler the best jiu-jitsu but he combines all of those things better than anyone else mm. but which Chelsea and says sport. yeah that's the sport else. yeah Chelsea says he believes that John Jones is such a competitor that whatever you want to put up against John Jones, he's got my own John Jones. If you want to put John Jones against the best wrestler in the country, he's got my own John Jones. If you want to put John Jones against Wilder or Fury, he's got my own John Jones because when John Jones is locked in, he'll produce. Whichever way you go about it, John Jones is a problem. That he is. That he is. I, 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 I definitely want to see Ngannou come back. Like Ngannou, I don't know who, who he's going to fight out there. Tyson Fury is probably where the money would be at. Mm. Get you 50 million and be able to get a Lamborghini out like, ooh, <laughs> Conor <laughs> McGregor. And then, and then come back into, into, the, in, in, into the ring in the UFC. But <clears throat> that would beg the question like Conor where there's a feeling that the motivation is not what it used to be. With mm. You saw the story with Conor McGregor like coming up, you know, and it's super inspirational with him finally winning then the title. But then now he's a rich guy yeah. and the motivations as a rich guy are different. Like, and what you mentioned Very with John Jones is, yeah, he's also paid, but he seems to have just that different mentality. Like, it's crazy in a pugilistic sport to fight everyone who's put in front of you and no one can beat you. Mm. And as you say, not because, man, you've got like a thundering fist where people come close and you just like lights out. It doesn't have no you know? power. Yeah. It's because as I'm saying, like, I was curious, like, okay, what is, what is Jones's um, game about in like in the ring? And I didn't get to see it. <laughs> Unfortunately, mind you, you were none the wise afterwards. I saw a a, a peek into it, like mm. because like what what happened? What just happened? How's this, how's this over already? It's like I was just settling down to 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 watch this, yeah. and it was done. And it's like okay, this dude is this dude is bad news, mm. you know. So definitely, um, I, I I do hope that I mean we'd expect we'd expect Jones to beat Ngannou. Would you say? Yeah, because of his all round game. Because what what what. What Jones was saying while Ngannou was active is that, yeah, sure, Ngannou's got the power, but the question is, can he land clean? Mm. No one's ever landed clean on me to the point where I'm, I'm wobbly. Because he didn't against uh, Cyril Khan. Yeah, one. Yeah, so if he's going to hit me with 30% of his power, I can take it. 50% mm. I can take it. If he lands flash, I'm going to go down. But can he actually do it? Can he get himself in a position where he can actually do it? When you talk about uh, facing everyone and not losing, Valentina Shevchenko, for me, who is an Amanda Nunes type, where she's run through everyone, and uh, it's a foregone conclusion. If whoever faced fights Shevchenko, Nunes, wins she lost she lost the belt just like i said to you that what lost year with you put your yeah, mind on nunez and nunez lost and i'm like what the hell is going on but, can happen but no no such story goes with john no jones, jones so yeah. that's crazy that is the goat and that's an apropos place to to finish this no the the apropos place to finish this is what the glory of Liverpool? Liverpool won, <laughs> hung seven on Manchester United. I might never be in a position to say this ever. I'm so grateful that it was way before our days that when United, like, yeah, had the eight two against Arsenal, it's like that I get to we, we, sit we here have been recording and from talk. There. <laughs> but man, seven, Adi Chuck, um, seven. Power Mr. Seven, Mr. Nomolo, all that, all that stuff. But <laughs> this is where we 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 end this uh, for this week. Thank you again for listening in. 
And please do follow us on the socials at Two Upfront Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Do listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on Iono. And find me on on, on, on the socials as well as well at JNS Gomzulu and Chuck at Chuck Two Up. We know we keep promising video and we set on not to see PSL but we are putting that together and hopefully bringing you some top-notch content in the not too distant future until then until next time my name is jay and i'm audi all right guys hit us up on those handles engage with us um liverpool versus man united um tell us what you think went wrong for man united you can throw up banter i can take it i'm happy to go with it um we talk about we also spoke about south african football how do we solve the financial issues that clubs are facing because as much as we, we zeroed in on ts galaxy it's a league-wide uh, problem where we need more money in the game is there a way to fix it and then lastly we, we spoke about john jones um tell us is he your goat can you hold up someone else what do you think is his future in the heavyweight champion does he run through everyone like he did in the lightweight or is there someone to stop him this is chuck the carabao champion signing out. Ah. <laughs>